Welcome back to the Rural EV Diaries. I'm Ben. And I'm Brent. All right. So when last we left us, we were talking about... Oh, wait. Before we do that, now what's going on? Well, I, I've just... We had a little sidebar there before we got started. Sounds like your evening's going to be quite entertaining. Yeah, I actually... Uh, Going to go see Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie tonight. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. I, I don't have anything goth that it ever yeah. to, to wear. So. You need some, like, eyeliner or something. <sighs> Guy liner. Guy liner. <laughs> Welcome back to 1987. Um, you think he'll ba- bite the head of a bat off? And that, didn't oh, he do that? No, that was Ozzy Osbourne. And, and, and I think that was a rumor anyway. Um, but anyway. And, and then growing up. Yeah. Um, okay, Ozzy Osbourne. Keep this in mind. Um, I was my grandmother and my aunt stopped watching, like the Osmond Family Hour. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. The, whatever the uh, Donnie and Marie. Yeah. The Donnie and Marie show. Yes. Yes. Uh, because Donnie Osmond bit the head off a chicken. <laughs> They're done with him. Yeah, that. they were done. They were done. <laughs> and I'm just like. Um, I don't. I don't think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, well, yeah. you gotta love entertainment. You know, that's how I look at all this stuff. Like, yeah. it's just Rob Zombie has got a stick. He's incredibly creative. Well, love him or hate him, like nobody sounds like him. He's doing. He's done movies. Right. Right. Like he's and pretty I, impressive individual. Yeah. Yeah. And I would not recommend his movies to anyone. <laughs> although I've seen most of them, there. <laughs> They're, they're really good. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, actually, actually, the remake of Halloween and, um, yeah. of course, the Munsters was fun. Yeah. Um, and then there was one, uh, all of them star his wife. So, really? I did she, not know that. She wouldn't have a career if it wasn't because the only movie she's ever been in was Rob Zombie films. Huh, I didn't know that. Sherry Moon Zombie is her name. Huh. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, I'm really excited to see Alice Cooper. Yeah. Because uh, my first memory of Alice Cooper was when he was on The Muppet Show. <laughs> That's one of my favorite episodes. Original airing, probably 1976, 1977. Wow. Really? And that was one. That one and Vincent Price were my two favorite yeah. Muppet Show episodes that stick out in my mind. Right. Vincent Price, it was the uh, Phantom of the uh, yeah. Muppet Show, which yeah. was... His actual character name was Uncle Deadly, but most people don't know that. Um, anyway, no, no so, I don't think most people would know that. So yeah, I'm I'm excited because I mean you know Jimmy Buffett passing. Mm-hmm. We we were going to go see Jimmy Buffett in May really? because every time we I had an opportunity, it's just like oh, we'll catch him next year. We'll catch yeah. him next year. Yeah. Now there is no next year. Yeah, I think a lot of people had that same experience with Tom Petty. Yeah, he was and, on their bucket and, list, and they're like, all right, Tom we're going Petty to. was on my bucket then, list. <laughs> Um, didn't take advantage of the Eagles when they, yeah. when hell freeze over yeah, tour, yeah. Mm-hmm. miss that. Now Don Henley's there, or not Don Henley, but, uh, Glenn Fry. Right. Uh, we wish all of the health to Don Henley because, uh, yeah. you know, he is the, the, one of the boys of summer. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> actually I like the Atari's version of that better. I was trying to think which one I like better. I don't know if I've heard the Atari's version. I'm sure I have. I just don't remember it. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm 
You should I, be. And it's I, gonna be fun. I, I started, and I've passed on going to see Alice Cooper several times. Yeah. And I was even yeah. um, before we bought the tickets. I was just like, ah, I don't, I don't want to go. Uh, so I this do. this will lead into our discussion, and and be as honest as you can. Are you taking the EV on the trip? I am not. Now, why? Because I think the the listeners would want to know why. Okay, because we are because of scheduling. Uh, concerts two and a half hours away. Right. Um, because of scheduling. Right. Um, we're not leaving until about four thirty right. if we're lucky. Right. All right. Now that means we're going to miss the opening act. Right. But I, I want to get there at ministries. They open an act. I don't know anything they sing. Yeah. Uh, but um, anyway, Alice Cooper is supposed to take stage at eight oh five. Right. Um. And that's from an inside source that I had. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so he's he's supposed to be on stage at 8.05. We're going to be pushing it to there yeah. to get parked, get yeah, get through the ticket, and we've got to go to the will call booth, um, yeah. get our VIP passes because we're special. Right. Um, and then, uh, and you know, so, and then find our seats. So yeah. we are going to absolutely, I'm not sure when I'm going to eat today, to yeah. be honest with you. So, so... I want to point out, though, that's probably, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, that's probably more because of the type of EV that you have. Well, yeah, a 90-mile battery. Yeah. If, if I had a 250-mile battery, yeah, yeah it's, it's not a problem. Yeah. Um, the problem then becomes um, we're coming back tonight. Right. So we'll probably get back about 1 o'clock, 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, I would assume... Um, that I would have to charge yeah. at some point on the way back. Yeah. Probably take 45 minutes. Right. Okay, so it puts me getting home at 2.30 as opposed to 1.30. Yeah. Not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things because I'll be dragging right. my butt behind me tomorrow anyway. Right. But, um, but I mean, you know, my 90-mile battery, yeah, I'm, I'm getting halfway up there and having to stop. Yeah. And I, then there'd just be no point going. Yeah. I, like, just, I just want to highlight the the honesty that you're going to get from this podcast when it comes to EVs. Like you've just heard Ben talk about he needs to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible with a limited amount of worries on his mind because he just wants to enjoy the concert. Right. But you didn't hear him make up all these excuses for why no. that he's just being fact of the, the matter. The, the limitations that yep. are part of my car. Yep is going to prevent me from doing right. that. Right. If, if I had a car, like I said, if I had a Tesla Model 3. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it would be so much more and, efficient. Yeah, and, and you could maybe, this is a situation where you could maybe get up there and find a charger to park into maybe right. while the concert's going on. Because you said it's in River Bend, right? It's in River Bend. I don't know if they've got any public charging yeah. or not. But these are the type and of if questions. if they do, it's probably going to be level two. Right. And and I'd say these are the questions one must ask themselves when they purchase an EV and they go on a trip. And, and in the article we reviewed two podcasts ago, mm-hmm. the person did not do any of those. Right, right. <laughs> and, the uh, and, and you know, I'm going to be there four hours at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Four hours at level two, mm-hmm. and they'd probably top the car off and right. get me back without a problem. Right. Uh, if they have the infrastructure. Exactly. Back. So, yeah. anyway. All right. So, that does dovetail into the article. If you recall last episode, I said we were going to pick it up with um, the, the um, statement from Camilla 
Domanowski. Oh, you're getting good at it. In, uh, she was an NPR author that wrote an article uh, entitled, I don't even have the title in front of me anymore. Um, I've got it. Hold on. Electric cars have a road trip problem, even for the Secretary of Energy. There it is. And if you recall that article, Secretary of Energy did a four-day EV campaigning trip, yep. town hall meetings, um, had the police called on her because one of her staffers decided to be um, <laughs> less than— He's going to be a placeholder. He's going to be a placeholder. <laughs> and, um, it, 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 I mean, that, that, that's really the only negative— yeah. Thing about this story, yeah, because they were able to charge everywhere they went. Mm-hmm. There was one broken charger at the uh, the four port um, DC fast charger that they went to. Yeah, but the article is. I mean, it's a very good article. But um, it it halfway through the article, the author makes a statement: EVs that aren't Teslas have a road trip problem. Yep. So I wanted to dig into that just a little bit. And like I said, that was only about halfway down the article because she digs into this too. Oh, yeah. And she, sure. ma- she makes some some very... Yeah, that's about midway through. Very, very good points. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted I wanted to give those proper time. Right. Um, so anyway, um, as I just outlined, I have a road trip problem this evening. Yeah. And the, the biggest problem is my time limitation. Right. Versus my battery limitation. Yep. Okay. Um, I mean, if I had an F-150 Lightning with extended cap, yeah. I, you know, I, I could drive there right. and back twice right. uh, on one charge. Yeah. Um, but um, as we, we pick this up, um, she raises a couple of problems with this road trip um, problem. First problem is planning is cumbersome. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen with, as you've already alluded to, um, this gentleman in Canada that was the subject of the Fox hit piece, <laughs> let's call it what it was, yeah. on EVs um, that we did a couple episodes ago, um, he didn't plan well. No. And or, plan- or at all. Or at all. <laughs> uh, planning is cumbersome, yes. is what she says. And here's here, picking up the article about the Secretary's trip. Uh, it had been painstakingly mapped out ahead of time to allow charging. They stopped at hotels with level two plugs for overnight charging, then paused at super fast chargers between cities. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's where she got the law called on her. Yep. Um, <laughs> they had to plan this trip. Yeah. And they knew exactly where they were going. Yep. So, um, and they, they, they had trouble, the only trouble that they, they really have in this article, which, um, what did, uh, what did the Breitbart, this same story from Breitbart, yeah. this is the headline, uh, EV road trip fiasco, right. Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm's search for chargers gets the cops called on her. Right. Um, so if you didn't listen to the last episode... Basically, she had a, um, and she didn't, I think the staffer took it upon its own. Of, of course, yeah. Yeah. We talked about um, that. He rolls up to a DC fast charge station outside of uh, Walmart. There's four ports. One of them's broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and he decided once, and they all three were, the other three were in use, and he decided that he was going to save a spot for his boss. Yep. So he decides to park his uh, internal combustion engine uh, 
we call that icing. Yeah. He was going to park in that spot to keep anybody else from getting it. Right. Well, along comes a family. They decide that, uh, you know, this ain't right. We mm-hmm. need to charge. So they call the sheriff. Sheriff can't do anything because icing is not illegal. Right. All right. So it wasn't really a lack of planning. No. Um, if this staffer would have just yeah. uh, waited his turn, this, this article would have been very different. Yep. And um, it would never showed up on Breitbart. No. Or Drudge or any of the other. Mm-hmm. Haven't even, I'm afraid to look at Fox News, see what they said Gosh, about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> fair and balanced, my honey. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I, the, the, the only hiccup she really had here is she had the police called on her because her staffer asked. Yeah. It wasn't a lack of planning. No. It was a lack of patience. Right. So maybe planning is not the problem. Patience is the problem. True. Yeah. And, and you know, talking about, you know, the statement about um, planning being cumbersome, it then goes on to highlight that that's not necessarily the case if you own a Tesla. Well, that's true. That's true. Because and, and I found that shocking from the standpoint, and I told you this as we left off the last ep- the last episode. Like, I didn't know Tesla really had that much of a head start on everybody. Yeah, but they really do. They they have a super head start. I mean, you think about here, we've got a supercharging station. Yeah, uh, Tesla station. How many are there now? Because they just doubled it, didn't they? It was originally six. I think there's a dozen there. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. Um, and the only public charging infrastructure that we have else in London is a couple of level two chargers. Yeah. Um, and they're in hotels. Right. And I, th- I think Nissan's got one behind, and maybe the Ford dealership's got one The now. Ford dealership does have one. Um, and I don't th- it's probably level two. I don't. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. So, um, so yeah, the only DC fast charging that you're going to get is Tesla yeah. right here. Now, if you go 40 miles down the road mm-hmm. to Williamsburg, I guess technically it's 27 miles down yeah. the road. Yeah. Well, from there it's 42 to 11. So it's, uh, do the math there. It's 31 miles down the road. Yeah. Um, there's a DC, there's a Electrify there? America. Okay. And, um, so, so I mean, but between Electrify America stations, because we got Tesla station at Bucky's, we've right. got Tesla station in Lexington at the Mire. Right. The next Electrify America station is Georgetown. Yeah. I don't even know what exit Georgetown is, but it's it's more than ninety miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you that from driving my BMW. Yeah. Um. So anyway, because I can't make it to Georgetown on charge, it's right at ninety miles. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that would be about right. Yeah, I had to stop and uh, when we went to Xenia, Ohio, mm-hmm. we 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 stopped in Richmond and had lunch, and charged on EKU's campus. They also have some some public charging, some charge point level two stations. Yeah. By the uh, courthouse down. It's not the courthouse; it's the city hall mm-hmm. in Richmond. So anyway, uh, that's a that's a complete total digression. Well, yes. But it still ties to the fact that uh, problem two, she points out, is that there are not enough chargers. Yes. And, and so that's what you're talking about right and, there. And, and that's exactly what we're, we're talking about. Um, but, I mean, this, this, is, this is why 
the Biden administration is throwing billions of dollars at this problem. Well, this is how, yeah, that, yes. that, that's how but innovation the, is, is done. Right, right. So so we're working on the infrastructure, the lack of chargers. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's to the tune of billions of, of dollars, and I want to point that out. That's taxpayer dollars, so yes. you, and, you and I are paying for that. Right. Um, and that's that's fine, because at some point we will benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Well, she goes on down here to say, and that's as, as long as it's not the uh, the biggest scam in history. <laughs> the biggest scam in history. It's a it's the biggest scam in history in Canada, yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe. She goes on to say that um, she only has access to eleven fast chargers in the entire state, uh, which is West Virginia. Yep. And she says that this is the author of the yes. Uh, the yes, article. she says that three weeks ago there were only eight. So that's how fast these things are coming online. Yes. It's just there's a convergence here of multiple problems that are going to be resolved, but it takes time. Well, you see, and, and we've we've said in meetings uh, about this, um, or at least I have. You skipped out on that meeting. Yeah, I did. Um, there's billions of dollars on the table right. in the form of grants, and the grants will pay up to like three-quarters of the price of the installation because they want whoever puts these chargers in to have some skin in the game. Right. And I get that. Um, because if, if you got some skin in the game, you're just not going to skim all the money off the top and, and leave something half done. Um, but the, the thing is with these, um, with this money and these grants, um, it's gotta be, it's gotta be strategic. Yeah. And I mean, if I wanted to, to, you know, file a grant, spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars of my own money, and put in some DC fast charging here, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm responsible for the maintenance, the upkeep, yada yada yada. I've put in a hundred thousand. Government gives me two hundred fifty, yeah. three hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's gonna put in maybe that might get six ports in. Yeah, probably probably more like four. Right. Um. So then, then I've done that. Uh, say the payback's going to be slow. Yeah, um, that's one problem. But um, the the problem is, if I do that on on exit forty or exit thirty eight, and then I go up to forty one mm-hmm. and do the same thing, does that make sense? Right. Uh, actually, it would make more sense if I was going to do it in two places to do it side by side, all on one exit. And that's why, or you, go up the road fifty yeah. miles and do it. And that—that's why the federal government plays such an important role in a lift like this. Because if that doesn't, if they don't get everybody to get on the same page, then you have a nightmare, like you would have when we talked about the when vehicles were being invented. Where if you buy a car in Indiana and you break down in Kentucky, you can't get it fixed because there's no part access. Right. Like you—you you might just need um, a battery, but the Indiana car battery is not going to work. Uh, or the Kentucky one won't work because it's not made in Kentucky. Right. And that's because not, not everybody's on the same page. So part of the the federal government's responsibility in this is to get everybody to row in the same direction. Right, right. And and I think that that oversight needs to be there. Yeah. Um for a highway to be considered a corridor, I think we really need to redefine corridor. Yeah. Um because the corridor is that there is access to level 2 or higher. Right public charging right. every 50 miles for a highway to be considered a corridor. Right. I think that needs to be 
DC fast charging. Yeah. And I think it should be four or six ports at least every 50 miles. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this article, this article gets in, well, that's why it says it's such a cumbersome problem right Right. now. Right. Because the time you have to expend to, to plan out your trip right now is a lot. Yeah, you you're not just going to jump on the road. And it's not saying, like putting in the the directions in Google's and saying, "Yep, I can go there. This is how far it is." Yeah, and just take off. Yeah, you can't I, do that now. And I I know when if you're like me when you go on a road trip, in a traditional vehicle. Okay, you get down to a quarter of a tank of yeah. gas. Yeah, you start looking for gas stations. Yeah. Well, this one's three sixty five a gallon. Uh, but there's only two stations on this exit. Let's go on down where there's six stations yep. and it's two forty five a gallon. Yep. And then you've got gas apps. Yep. And I mean, you know, very rarely will let's go to the next station bite you in the butt unless you're absolutely on fumes. Yep. And yes. I've, I've done that a time or two. Uh-huh. Um, and it's bitten me in the butt. However, and when you roll up there's 16 pumps. Yeah. Even if there's eight pumps. Well, and here, look, listen. Th- so this is a funny sidebar story, but it directly is exactly what we're talking about here. Right. On my way back, I forgot to tell you this story, from a travel softball tournament at about, I don't know, I come through London at about 10, and I stopped at the Shell station because my son needed AA batteries. Okay. So pick up the AA batteries I leave my truck running. My daughter's in the car, and I say, I'm going in to get this. And she said, well, what if I get kidnapped? And I was like, honey, you'll be fine. So I walk in the store, and I come out, and sure enough, there's a strange character hovering around the truck. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. So as I walk up, of course, it's somebody that's run out of gas. Right. And they have their gas can filled with gas, and they don't want to walk back to their car, which is on the interstate. Right. So I calmed my daughter down, who had done exactly what we've trained her to do. She locked the doors and didn't even act like she knew that person. Right, right. So I come back. I get the story. We, I take her and drop her off. That's the other problem. This is why there's such a huge, a huge fear of running out of battery. Is because if you if you run out and you're on the side of the road broke down, it's not as simple as getting two miles down the road to the gas station to fill up your tank right. with a can of gas. You right. can't do that. Right. You're basically going to have to get towed. Right. I mean, you're. There, there's an invention idea. Oh, well, let's have it. Yeah, let's let, let's uh, a gas can sized battery. Of course, it would weigh a ton. Of course it would. But <laughs> yeah, but you, you just plug in. <laughs> yeah, you're, you can get ten more miles or twenty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But but that's that's part of that anxiety. I think too is if I run out of battery, I'm going to have to pay for a tow. Mm-hmm. Where are they going to tow it? I, I don't really know. Did you just tow me to the nearest charging station or? Yeah. Well, that's, that's why if, if you have AAA and you're on a corridor and you're yeah. there every 50 miles, right. guess what? Right. Tow is for free. Right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because they'll tow up to 100 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, I've put that to the test, too. So, <laughs> tri- tri- AAA is some of the best money I spend every year. Yeah. Uh, especially on in a Chevrolet. Yeah. Oh, I had to get that dig in there. You, okay. You, it never fails. All right. So, um, that, that was the two two problems that she outlines here. Uh, planning is cumbersome. Like I said, I think patience is cumbersome. I think you're uh, right. Not enough chargers. Again, we're, we're working on that. Uh, what about problem number three? Not fast enough. Yeah. And I thought she made a very interesting point here 
um, because char- uh, cars are charging faster. Um, they are. You know, um, you pull up to a station, um, if you go to Williamsburg at the Electrify America station, I think they have a hundred, they've got one or two hundred fifty kW ports. Okay. Which will absolutely push the yep. electricity into the car. Right. Um, when the first DC char- fast chargers, what is considered DC fast charging, is 50 kW or higher. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, and she makes this point, a lot of 50 kW chargers out there. Yeah. Well, if you're in a F-150 with a, uh, I think standard model's got like a 90 kilowatt hour battery, mm-hmm. and you roll up to the, one of these 150 kW chargers, you're going to be charging less than an hour. Right. Okay. Um, shoot, that's going to charge one of the extended range in less than an hour. Yeah. Um, assuming that it's working right and you're getting the max output, because I think that was one of the problems that uh, she outlined experiencing with uh, with Electrify America, mm-hmm. which I've only had good experience with Electrify America, but I don't I've only used them like six or eight times in yeah. my life. Yeah. Um. You see, my car, too, will only take 32. So right. whether I plug into 150... Right. that's a limitation of it. Or, or, or 50, it's only going to take 32 kW at a time. Yeah. Um, but a 98-mile um, battery, and maybe this is what Mr. Canada, while he spent two <laughs> hours at the stupid charger, yeah. was because he is a 50 kW charger because it'd take about two hours. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Again, if you're planning your trip out, you should know what size chargers. Now, do you have the patience to wait there and wait your turn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or do you have a staffer <laughs> to go ahead of you to ask people out? That's what you have to do. You have to buy a servant person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And pay them so much you an hour. Buy a servant. To be, <laughs> and that sounds horrible. It does. To be to be fifty uh, miles down the road in front of you at all times. I think I think the words you were <laughs> servant person. Hire, yes, you hire yes. someone. <laughs> no, we we are not about buying people. No, no, you no. can't buy people. Oh, you can. Well, you, you can could. buy a whole administration. You can buy me. You, you I, can I buy a whole, a whole uh, political administration if you if you've yeah. got enough money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you want to talk about a digression? We're going to get hate hate yeah, mail on that yes, one for sure. Um, I, we're on some watch list now. Of course. Um, that's, that's all right. Um, but but one of the things I'll say too is that is she highlights the Tesla superchargers again, and I think this is where other uh, automotive com- companies have have missed the mark a little bit. Yeah. Is it says um, JD Power has found that Tesla drivers successfully charge at ninety six percent of the superchargers they visit. There are no problems. They are where everybody wants them, and they basically built their their chargers. Uh, to work better than everybody else's. So Tesla owns the chargers and the car. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they, 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 they were visionaries. Yeah, they're, for, they're, for, they're not playing catch up. Right. Ford and, and, and Chevrolet, Chevrolet and all these places. Chevrolet. They, they just said, let's build a cool car and then they can figure out how well, to they, charge it. They, they didn't even do that. It was just like, let's ignore this and maybe it'll go away. Right. Right. 
Oh, well, we probably should have an EV division. Uh, hey, Bob. Yeah. Why don't you find <laughs> yeah. two people, and, and you're the new president of electric vehicles. Yes, good luck. Um, but you can only have two people, and one of them has to be an intern. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then, guess what? It didn't go away. No. So now we're here. Right. And now they're scrambling to mm-hmm. catch up. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to out-Tesla Tesla, and they can't. No. Now... Which maybe is, maybe someday somebody will out Tesla Tesla. Well, right, but this but is, that's like saying somebody's going to out Apple Apple. So so let me have let you me, seen it? No. Let me highlight this. Tesla is. I'm not going to use the word forced. They're probably incentivized heavily to make their chargers available to all vehicles through. Well, probably by the government. If 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 Elon was a tyrant of a capitalistic guy he would say no exactly absolutely not and you guys can figure it out meanwhile i'm going to sell more cars on the best infrastructure in america but but we know that uh elon has just like here we go yeah and and then ford said well we're just going to adopt this charging platform yep. because it works it's proven and it's everywhere that's right and then everybody else came along and said yeah, I guess we'll do that, too. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll do that, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to get better mm-hmm. um, because yeah. Tesla Tesla did the heavy lifting on yes. this. Yes, yes. And so that that's going to get better. Um, you know, you would think Volkswagen, out of the billions of dollars of this settlement, half of it they used to organize and structure Electrify America. Right. Okay, so... Brent, you got your hand caught in the cookie jar. Mm-hmm. So you have to give me 72 billion cookies back. But but here, you take half them mm-hmm. of them, and what I want you to do is, is build another cookie jar. Yeah. And then if your cookie jar makes money, you get to keep the money. Right. Okay. Pretty, a sweet deal, sounds pretty, to me like. Pretty sweet deal. Yeah. Um. The fact that they were being forced to do it is the only right. downside. Of it. If they'd taken it on their own, mm-hmm. you know, it probably wouldn't be as big as it was because they they wouldn't have invested that much money. Right. Um, but I mean, if you look at just the way the whole Tesla business model was all inclusive. Mm-hmm. Chevy knows how to make cars. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know how to make engines. They know how to. <laughs> Ford knows how to make cars. Yep. Yeah. Chevy was a bad example, I know. Uh, so anyway, they're all playing catch up, and they're still, they've got a foot on in both camps. Mm-hmm. So they're not wholly committed. So they're not taking it as a, you know, here's 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 our big pile of money. Yeah, we can only throw this much money at this because we still have to maintain this. Right, and I get that. I get that. Um. Time is the same way. Mm-hmm. And if I only have this much money to spend on EVs, I can't really build build out a infrastructure right. if I want to build EVs. Right. Now, if I want to build infrastructure, I can't build EVs. So which comes first, chicken or the egg? Right. Tesla developed the chicken and the egg yep. at the same time, yep. saying that if we build the egg the chickens will follow. Yeah, and I got to think that he also said this this um, this parallels the way the cell phone industry worked to an extent. Uh, Verizon, from what I know, is 
pretty much the top dog as far as cell phone infrastructure and all that kind of stuff. Well, all these other companies built out networks and stuff like that too, but then they figured out that those networks, if they if they did a tower, they can lease them, right? right? And so it looks to me like Musk has said, I know that they're going to need this infrastructure. Right. And if we're first to the market on that, guess who they're going to go to? Us. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean... And and that was the big selling point on yeah. on his first cars were hey you buy from us you get charged for free yeah yeah the the um with these automotive companies that kind of jumped in the game later I would have thought that the first thing they would do is strike a deal like that we're seeing now instead of developing a fleet of ten cars you know it's like right. we want to use your infrastructure first we're going to build some out or it's going to get built out in other places especially when Musk just sort of open sourced everything right right said here here's here's the patents I mean, go do with them i mean 96% basically is what she says in that article yeah yeah and the others is it's 20% it's 20% well um let me go back it's uh all right J.D. Power found that when non-Tesla drivers pull up to a charging station, they leave without charging 20% of the time. Right, right. And So that's 80. I've done that because the chargers were either all busy or non-functioning. Right. I've done that two or three times. Right. Uh, which, this was under problem four, not reliable now. Yeah, and that's a problem because if you push the range, mm-hmm. you might not have enough to get to right, the next right. nearest one. Which our friend from Canada right. he, he experienced that. <laughs> Because one of the chargers was broken. So, yeah, we, we feel your pain on that one. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, and that's that's another thing, reliability. We talked about how important reliability was in yeah. um, co-op world. Uh, yes. Sort of got sidetracked on, on that point. I don't think I made the point that that's going to drive the electric rates up yes. if I didn't. Right. Um, but um, you've got reliability, affordability, and safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what we look at from co-op standpoint. Yeah. And actually, I got those out of the order. Safety, safety Safety first. first, yes. Reliability and affordability. Right. Well, trouble is, we can't make it any safer than, well, we can make it unsafe, but we make it as safe as possible. Yes. Uh, So when we start looking at different renewables and everything, then the question becomes a reliability and... If we're going to have reliability, then affordability has to to go up. Yep. So, um, you know, that, that I see that ever raising electric rates, and we know they're going to go up, but I think uh, EVs really a catch-22 because yeah. um, the more EVs on the market, the more the infrastructure's got to change. Mm-hmm. The more the infrastructure changes, the more... You have affordability issues, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're driving them with the reliability issues. And then the more the electricity has to go up to meet all the satisfactions, the less likely people are going to willfully, yeah, wantingly yep. change the EVs. So it's just like if we raise the rates to where mm-hmm. it's not economical, yeah. It's going to hamper adoption, yep. but we have to plan for adoption, so we've got to do it. It's it's just it's catch-22. Yep. Um, but anyway, so not reliable enough. She saw that as a problem, and, um, and this is where she cites that Electrify America had a problem where they were only charging about a third 
of their speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she does have a lot to yeah. about that. If it's a shared port, yeah, then yeah, you you might pull up and it might be 150 kW until somebody pulls up next to you and then it drops to 75. Right. So uh, there's problems like that. Um, so there's one one thing she makes a point here. The federal government has responded with a new requirement. Highway chargers that get federal funds mm-hmm. will have to prove their operational lease ninety seven percent of the time. Right. Thank goodness. Yeah. Blink will be out of business. <laughs> I don't know. I've I've tried to charge it blank. I went to five different stations. Really? And um two. Two of the five hmm. worked. And one of them because you get a discount if you're part of the blink. Yeah. If, if you have an account. Mm-hmm. And one of them, the cell signal was so bad where it was located mm-hmm. that my phone wouldn't sync up. So I had to pay non-member pricing. Right. Which was, you know, only a penny or two higher. But right. still. Yeah. Still. still. Come on. Come on. <laughs> um, okay. So let's uh, let's wrap this up. Um, there was several several statements in here. That uh, uh, one that that we didn't hit on, um, that they were talking. To, uh, you know, we want people. Uh, to, we want to make it super easy for people to travel long distances. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that road trips. You know, everybody loves a road trip. Yeah. Everybody wants to be able to take a road trip. Yep. But road trips are just a a small amount of the yes day to day. Um. So, yeah, this started out, EVs that are not Teslas have a road trip problem. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, a small, small little thing. Uh, there was one, um, according to auto data giant J.D. Power, worry about public chargers are the number one reason why EV buyers are reluctant to make the switch, even outranking concerns about high prices. And driver satisfaction with public chargers is getting worse, not better. Yeah. So... Hey, we've got the stuff out there. The stuff that's out there needs to work, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe we need to take these 50kW chargers and upgrade them mm-hmm. because that's just going to speed everything up for everything it can speed up. Now, my car, it's not going to speed up. Yeah. But the newer cars that are out there, uh, yeah, I think that that's something that needs to happen. For sure. Um, but, I mean, that's that's the biggest reason people are so concerned about range is because they road trips i'm just like how many road trips do you exactly take? I, I mean and we want that ability and i'm not saying we don't but um you know it's still that's a consideration but buying an ev uh, that never even hit my mind yeah i don't think that if you have a large family um and i say large that my family's not large but you know four people and you you take a, a road trip, uh, that's not going to make or break me from buying an EV. Now, right. it would if I was only going to have EVs, you know. Right. But that's not that's not going to be the case probably in my lifetime, you know. Well, I, I, even if they hit all their projections and by yeah. 2035, all the, all the vehicles on the road are EVs, mm-hmm. um, this problem will not be... It cannot exist as a problem, right? Because people won't stand for it. No, that no, and yeah, the, the so they could you could 
sell all EVs by 2035, and every time anybody goes to buy a new vehicle, that's what they get is an EV. But most pe- a lot of people, I mean, they're going to shop used lots that are going to be saturated as with gasoline as, vehicles. As long as wrenches are made yeah. and gasoline is sold, yep. there will be a gas-powered. So basically... Yep. Uh, the government's going to have to outlaw gasoline. They would, they would have to, and but I, if if we can get things figured out, I think it's a, I think it's a gradual move away. Even if they get to a point where we're right. selling everything as as an EV. All right. So, uh, Miss uh, Dominoski, you're getting good at it. Uh, wraps up this her, this article. She uh, she met a. Uh, a lady by the name of Homesetta Green sitting on the curb in the back corner of a yeah. Walmart parking lot. Right, yeah. Uh, while she was waiting for her Volkswagen ID4 to charge. 79 year old woman. Mm-hmm. And she frequently makes a six hour drive from her home in Louisville. Mm. All right. Uh, to Holly Springs, Mississippi. And uh, it says, it was hot that day. Yeah. Hot, hot. You ever fried an egg on a sidewalk, Green asked me? <laughs> she wished out loud for a charging station in a park with a bench in the shade. Yeah. So, hey, Walmart, Yeah. put some shade structures up. That's right, yeah. Um, but they asked her how she likes her SUV, and uh, her answer summed up the anxieties and hopes of both the Biden administration and the auto industry at large. It's not, uh, it's not enough chargers over the major highway, she said, and charging is kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Point this last part of the article other than that i wouldn't take a hundred thousand dollars for this car yeah she smiled smiling ear to ear we love it we love the electric right and like like we discussed the reason wrapping this up uh, the reason i'm not taking my car to cincinnati tonight right is because of the limitation right uh, i couldn't charge it quick enough on my 90 mile battery mm-hmm. and that's the that limitation's on me yeah uh, but the infrastructure wouldn't be there even if I had the extra 45 minutes to charge. Right. Um, that being said, we're working on these problems. I mean, this this article highlights yeah. that people are aware. And, yep. uh, well, and that, two, I'll uh, say this. You, you, you probably are not considering selling your car because you're not going to be able to take it to that trip tonight. No. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, and the thing is... Um, this is the this is the South and this is the country. <laughs> if I absolutely had to, yeah, I call somebody. I know somebody loan me a car, right? If I had to, yeah, you know. So yep. it's it's not that big of a deal, right? Uh, one point in wrapping up before we go here, um, I think they said uh, this trip cost them or was seven hundred seventy miles and cost them thirty two dollars. Yeah, I'm a little bit skeptical on that. Are you? Yeah, because I know the. Uh, Electrify America stations. Um, I paid about eight cents a mile when I used them, mm-hmm. and this was two years ago. Yeah, because uh, that calculated out to be like uh, four and a half cents a mile. That's what I get. I mean, I get three cents yeah. per mile at home. Right. So this is a thirty-three percent increase over that. I don't think so because mm-hmm. it's it's usually a little more than it's like two and a half times what you can charge at home. Right. What I can charge at home because I'm not paying a quarter kilowatt hour. Right. I'm paying nine cents. Right. But my three cents per mile, uh, that's four and a half. I don't know. 
maybe the Cadillac lyric is is so much. Yeah. You know, with a Q, I think it still should be lyric. Well, uh, <laughs> I think at some point during this podcast, you are going to have to bite the bullet and say a good thing about Chevrolet somehow. Uh, somehow it's going. Some article is going to be written. They're going to do something, and you're going to have to push Here, Here's the thing. <laughs> here's here's the God's honest truth. Yeah. Tonight, going to this concert, if I had to, I would take the BMW over my <laughs> daughter's cruise. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. <laughs> yep. Because it just, it just, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, that's all we've got. We actually talked more about the uh, this uh, road trip problem yeah. than we did the, the actual story. But that's, that's all right, because we've had a, a great discussion. Yeah. And and articles like this are great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was written first person, yep. actually there, and we saw how how it got slanted on other websites. Yes. So. Yep. All right, that's all I've got. I'm good. All right. Next time.